This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So we're back for another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. Uh, we've got no guest this week. It's just me and Danny, and we'll be uh, talking all through uh, all things Wimbledon. Uh, we're going to be talking about Stockport, the January transfer window, and the uh, players that came in and out. And then we're going to be talking about the Hall of Fame that's been uh, drafted or is going to be drafted. We're going to pick our favourite, uh, well, what we would put in the Hall of Fame for a goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, striker, sub, manager in a special mention but there will be no loans included in that and then we'll do a preview of Leighton Orient but let me welcome Danny to the pod Danny how are we you good I'm absolutely brilliant mate absolutely brilliant bit of good week um yeah it's it's sort of the transfer window is a weird one for me and I'm gonna I, I don't know if I like it or not and the thing is I, I remember back in the day when you could get players at random I don't remember the old rule do you remember the old rule with the transfers no so what I remember is, I think it was like you can get players whenever you like, but at one point in the season it stopped, and then that was your lot basically. So my question is, is the transfer window good? That's part one. Two, does it benefit us as a club because of how low we are? And three, if we've got a player window, should we have a manager window? Hmm. Okay, they're your three starters for three. So the transfer window is good because it stops the big clubs, the Man U's, Chelsea, Man City's, stealing your player like Jack Curry kind of, it, for example. Uh, yeah, I get that. They could come in when during the season and just go like, we'll buy them at any time. You know what I mean? They've got to do their business even in the summer or in the January. Uh, I used to love the January transfer window when it used to be on CFAX. Yeah. And you'd be sitting there playing football. We used to have the day off college, not meant to be, but we used to have the day off college. Play oh, the old... oh, 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 you went to college? I did, mate. Tune VQ and Leisure and Tourism. Uh, how'd you get on? With a merit. Yeah, passed. Of course I did, mate. Of course you did. That's what you need when you're a taxi driver. That's what you need when you're a taxi driver. what you need, mate. Anyway, but, uh, 
Yeah, and then we'd play chat manager uh, and do it. And then... That would be confusing. You've got like real life transfers and then you've got chat manager transfers and but it's then, all kicking off. The old CFAX way was, it's like 20 pages. Yeah, it's so like, you're oh, wait... on page three, get on Yeah, and you're waiting for page one. And, then one and you always page. needed a piss or something. Like the couple of couple of pages before yours, you were like, oh my God, yeah. I've but... got to go to the loo. Sky... And then Sky Sports done, used to do a really good job of it with Jim White and stuff like that. He kind of annoys me now, but... I tried to watch it yesterday, and it really looked like they were doing interviews in the foyer of their like their business. And I just thought, this is why are they they're trying to go down like the YouTube kind of yeah. route of doing things. And I just thought it was really poor. Uh, they had some work experience lad on there as well yesterday. Did you see him about ten or eleven o'clock? Andy Purcell, yeah. Oh, Andy Purcell, yeah, yeah. Just some work experience lad was on there. Well, we apparently got big from a, a, a Wimbledon podcast. So good trainers. Yeah, That's yeah. But, so, so you're a fan of the window? I'm, I'm not a fan of the window. I'm a fan of the last day of the window. Okay. So, the window in general, is it, is the window a good thing, or do you feel like the window has? Because for me, I'll chuck the reason why I was thinking about. It, I was chatting to the lads at work, and I was like, I, I like, I love the buzz of the energy of that month, right? I love that. Oh my god, we can refresh, and I, and I, I like the idea of it. But at the same time, for a club like Wimbledon you know, we're a selling club. We, we could get a bid in. We could have a guy who hits form in November and we feel like, right, we could do with the sack. We could do with, you know, offloading. And we'll miss that opportunity because by the time January comes around, we've lost we've lost the opportunity. Now, that, that's the other side of the coin to, to what the window's about. But I just wonder whether for us as a lower league team, does the window do us a favour or not? It's a bit mixed, really. Because yeah, like this, it really this season, is. Like, we wanted to get rid of Hudlin. Yeah, we, we managed to get that. Can you imagine keeping him for the rest of the season? Well, uh, no. January transfer windows have never really been strong point at Wimbledon. I think we've done a right. New Wildly done a right one with Gary Alexander come in and a couple of players have kind of kept us up. Gary Alexander was huge in the dressing room as well, so that was big. I think this one has been okay. We're going to talk about the January window later, but yeah, I think this one's been good. I, it's hard when do you know what I mean you've got Chelsea spending hundred like breaking records and proper yeah. trying to bend the rules of financial fair play you just think sometimes there's a cost of living crisis apparently and there's loads of stuff going on but football doesn't seem to be effective at all it's a bit do you know what I mean what is it 800 million was spent in this transfer window which is just mad money and it just doesn't affect football is just it, it, it nothing affects it do you know what I mean it just keeps going like people yeah, teams, it's it's, it just keeps going doesn't it and my problem with things is you all you hear about on the news is like the January transfer window and money and all this, but you don't hear about the uh, the Scunthorpes, the South Ends, these teams that could be going bust in the next couple of weeks. And, we, and as I said, football has just spent eight hundred million on on footballers, where no no footballers worth hundred million. Probably our players are not worth what we, we're paying them or what they've been paid for. You know what I mean? It's just football's a bit mad like that. We had a massive chat about this in the office today. I was talking about parachute payments and I was basically saying I'd ban them. I'd get rid of them. And the reason I'd get rid of them is it'd make clubs not chase the Premier League in terms of the golden goose, in terms of the massive money. Because you, if you go up, not only do you get the TV money, but the parachute. And I was like, you people would have to budget a little bit more respectfully. And what I've kind of deduced, to be honest, is... Football fans of higher leagues, they couldn't give a monkeys. Like, I literally was talking about it to some guy today, and I was like, about Wimbledon, I was like, I think it'd be much better. We've lost Berry, Sheffield Wednesday have been under the cosh, Southend, Stockport, Bolton. I was like, these clubs, it would have been better if we could have avoided, if we had a little bit of a pot of money, an FA fund, if you like, where clubs who were absolutely 
could prove that they had a shocker. They could kind of but we get bailed out if you like, because you know some of the problem is we're, you know, they're part, yeah, but, part of the community. But you don't bail them out because they're they're managed. Their owner's stupid and spent money, or he's not spending money. You know what I mean? He's not putting his hand in his pocket. Do you know what I mean, he's probably like, who is it? There's one team that's spending 145% of what they make. Do you know what I mean? So if it goes pop, they're, they're screwed. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then you look in our league. I'm not even talking about the premiership. Teams in our league at the moment, Gillingham, Colchester. I would have spent a few bob, by the way. Well, they're in League One. I made that mistake the other day. So I, I, I can't believe how much they spent. But where are they getting the money from? Do you know what I mean? I know they've got a rich owner, but he, and and in, even in our league, you've got Gillingham, uh, Colchester spending loads the other day. They bought... Stockport were supposed to be spending a few, a fair few bob. Even you Wrexham, know, yeah, you think about it. It's, it's a bit of a weird one because I was, I, was, like I, I was having a bit of a chat with the lads about it and I was like, it for me, it, it doesn't sit right that a team like Berry can go under and then a team like Man United, Let's... who are 10 miles away, can't. Can't go. Okay, you out. We'll, well, man, you, we'll, we'll man, you cover can't. you while we can pay them back. It's just well, they can't nonsense. because they've, they've they've got loads of debt. But it's just the nonsense. Like, how... remember, you look at man, you you look at their finances. They're in they're in terrible debt. Do you know what I mean? Which is mad. How can how can people like I said I was watching Sky but I love the final day of the transfer window. It really gets yeah. me juicy. But you look at Barcelona. Barcelona were trying to buy players yesterday. I believe. I don't know if they did in the end, but do you know what I mean, how can they buy players? The fair play is just an absolute you know I mean? farce, isn't it? But the said, other thing yeah. I was going to talk about though was about briefly was about managers, and this is a big one for me. I think that if you have a player one, I personally believe that you should have a manager one. And what I mean by that is, you can, if you want to sack a manager in the window, you can, no problem, but you cannot employ anybody who's already got a club. So the club is protected with a manager. So, as example, the Swindon guy who went to Charlton, right? Or the Charlton guy. Uh, is it Charlton? Swindon, went, Swindon managed Swindon with guy, Charlton. And then Garner. Swindon guy has just gone. Yeah, Garner's gone Charlton. And then the Swindon manager's just gone now to crew, uh, Carl, uh, Crawley. Crawley as well. So, so for me, I, I think that if a, if a club has the manager, and at the end of the transfer window, that manager's still in place, unless the manager walks or is – or if, if the club want to sack him – they can, but they can't bring anyone in who's not a free agent, if you like. Similar with footballers, because nah. I just feel like it's rubbish in terms of the problem managers is and clubs get decimated. I mean, it's not fair if you're Wimbledon, uh, right? Or Brighton. Look at Brighton, right? You had Potter. And I know they've got a new a new manager who's done all right. But it's rubbish how they've planned. They've got a long-term plan. They've, they've installed all these players. And then September the 10th comes round. And basically, the guy who's orchestrated all these signs has been ripped out bung the world, moved to Chelsea, and they're yeah, he hasn't, like, well, he hasn't been what? ripped out. You think he's gone from Swedish Swedish league, done really well there. Then he's gone to Brighton, signed a long long term contract there. So someone's had to pay for him to then be moved. Yeah, but Brighton, and, and Brighton he done really, might not want that. Brighton wouldn't have wanted but then he's to do done, that. Yeah, but he's done really well. Brighton would have known that if he does well, then a big club are coming for him, and that's what's happened. So do you just kind of him then? working his way up and promotion? It's yeah, like the geezer. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this Will geezer uh, rims at the moment. Have yes, I've been. Yes, that he's 30 year old French. He speaks French and English, and he's. And Dutch, have you read about? The, have you read about the um the fine that they have to pay? 22 every grand week. because he hasn't got an A license. But so, someone, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fast because the other day I saw an interview with him, and he's speaking literally Cockney as like they. He's like sounds like me, and then he goes straight into French, and it's like he is speaking fluent so, proper French. So the guys who don't know, there's a manager. I think he's English. Thirty. No, he's from Belgium. He's born in. Oh, okay, Belgium. he's he, a Belgian he, guy. His family are English. He yeah, come back to England to study. Okay. He's, was a bit of a footballer, but didn't really make it. Yeah. He started playing football manager, chat manager, and was like, right, I want to be a coach. I want to be a manager. 
and then he went off to be assistant manager. Or he was an, he was a youth coach. Then he went assistant manager. Now he's in charge of rooms in the French league. But he hasn't got any qualifications unbeaten. at all. No, they're twelve unbeaten, and they just went to Paris Saint Germain and drew one all. And they, and they they are fined twenty two thousand pounds a week, or is it a game that he manages? Yeah, every game they're he manages, them, yeah, they're fining him twenty two grand. Got the and doing well. But it just shows uh, that you don't need the paperwork to be. No, but I'm just. I, I, I just disagree like we with need your to thing. Him. Like him, like where, where would he go like now if you think? Who? And also, like you've got managers then that might just then down tools going right. I, I want to get sacked because yeah, well they, they, they can they, get sacked. You know what? But they, they should, can't get replaced you know with anyone who's in a job. You know what they should stop? Huge contracts for managers where they get payouts. Like, how much does Jose Marino earn just yeah, from being sacked? Oh, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like millions. And then he goes and gets a job straight away after anyway. But he must, yeah, it doesn't work for a year. He gets 22 million or whatever it is, payout. It's mad. But is that his fault or is that just a... Is that just... That's, that's just a mad contract that they've been mad, putting people on. But that's but, my thought on the windows anyway. Yeah, I disagree with the manager one. I think. All right, well, sorry, then, then look at Robbo last year, twenty-seven games unbeaten. People still think he should be in charge now. Which you look at our youth team and you look at Curry's and Bill and you think, oh, maybe we we should have given him a chance. But then if you go twenty-seven games without a win, you have to kind of sack him. We Which could. I mean, we. We. I, I was desperately fine trying to find each week a way to keep him in the job, and he got to the point as I. I can't. And I think. I, I. And I feel that there's lots of extenuating factors but I think he his, his race is run but anyway let's talk about Stockport yeah can we start one. with a penalty what we start one? with the the, the actual one, penalty or the one the actual, the actual penalty never a penalty in a million years atrocious decision have you seen it on the have you seen it though online I've seen it I've seen all angles vid- okay and you I still don't see, think I, it, you can I can, t- see, I can see why I, it was given I can see why the lino gives it yeah because he's looking straight and they look like they clash from from that kind of problem. I haven't seen it from that's where the liner, like a VR headset of the lino watching it. But when you watch it again, as I said, I was watching it uh, from Costa del South End. So, okay. and uh, I was in the Costa del South stand. So yeah, and uh, it's an it's an atrocious decision in my my view. I thought it, it is an example though, Lee, of referees who haven't played the game refereeing football matches. And for me, that was a horrible decision. When I was watching it live, I couldn't believe it when it was given. When I could see it on the TV, I understand the angle, and I was kind of like, mm, like it, it was twisting my arm a bit. But the but he was never getting the ball. The ball was miles away. But what, he's running to him. I was just like, this is a rubbish. My, my problem there is, does Nick Zanov need to be there? No. So I think he has a level of I wouldn't say fault, but I think he I'd has to take a level of accountability. 20%. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Like we don't want to get back in the Nick Zanov train of. Like no, we've just got because that. I think he's, I think he's a really good lead to goalkeeper now. But yeah, he doesn't need to be there. But and people say, oh, you give the ref a decision. For me, the guy knows what he's doing. He clashes with Nick Zanev, and he goes down, and everyone's, you know, what I mean, Nick goes and gets the ball. We turn around for a goal kick, and the ref gives a penalty, and everyone's just like, what the hell is? But I tell you what, though, that's a good, that's a good penalty save. Yes, it was low down. Quite. Well. I mean, he did a really good down. job to get down in that corner. Apparently, while there was all the kerfuffle about what was going on, apparently Bezo got some information and gave it to Zanev about where where the bloke's going to take the penalty, which was quite good. Um, but I thought I thought it was decent. It was very interesting, and I wonder whether Lee Brown played due to the Curry situation around the transfer. No, I think we may be. Why look... wasn't Why was Curry not playing? Because Curry's off... got. To... But didn't he come off the game before? 
75th minute he came off, I think a little bit of a niggle. You think, yeah. Well, and I also, and also I think if you're looking at Stockport's team, they're big, they're strong, they're ugly. Do you know what I mean? They, they're they're going to get amongst it. They, So I think maybe that was a tactical decision as well. Curry, you know I mean? Yeah, I, I, I believe. And I, I think Curry might have had a niggle. What I did love, though, is after the game and all the Stockport fans online and stuff going about how we're shithouses, how we use the dark arts, I love all that now. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, it's, it's, in, and I can... inject it into my veins every game because I, you beat a team nowadays, right? And because they they expect to beat you, and because they're bigger and better than you, apparently, and you beat them, uh, it's because you're shit house. I I didn't rate them at all. I thought they were I awful thought, up front. I didn't think they were good anywhere. I thought you imagine the pitch. You, other than the penalty save, what save did Nick make? He made one right at the end, at the other end to us. Um, but apart from that. Not a lot. No, there was one like a one-on-one. And, and the goal disallowed, which was never on. It was miles offside. And the pe- we should have had a dead cert penalty as well. Oh my god! On Davison, I was literally next. I was literally just watching it. And I was like, I don't really, I don't understand how that isn't given. Like, and I've seen it in all the angles. I just, I don't really get it. But I thought it, I, I thought it was another very, very good performance by him, Davison. Real action, legging it everywhere. But as I said before, I, my major concern is that I just don't. See him as like a natural. He's an old. He's an old school number nine. He's not going to be, in yeah. my opinion, a goal scoring. I, I, he's my, a centre forward, not a striker. If you know what I mean. My thing with him is I don't like him playing up front on his own. I know he does yeah. well at it. But yeah, I know what you mean. I think he doesn't he, win much, does he? No, and also the way he, he chases everything and stuff like that, he puts the people under pressure, but. You also want him in the box as well, tapping goals in because he is a good finisher. But you also then want someone else next to him if he's going to be doing all that running to then tap the balls in. But I thought, what did you think of Ali? I thought Ali, I thought he had a good game. I thought he showed in patches how good I think he could be. Yes. And the reason why Ainsworth was like, okay, this lad's a good kid. I thought he was quick and strong when he wanted to be. Yeah. Unfortunately, and again, he'll take some time. He took a lot of time to, I felt he kind of, disappeared at points of the game rather than being like a solid all the way yeah, through. Yeah, and I kind of I can I can kind of give him his due on that because it's his first game like first 100%. Start. Do you know what I mean not, they've got yeah. a gel, they're gonna be now training every he, week. He's definitely got you know he's got three or four games until he's in again. And there, I thought but... the other Janna came on. Yeah. I thought he was I thought I liked him, but as one of my mates said he looked lost as in where he was going to play and the formation we're going to play. Uh, but again, we're talking about January transfer window later. And the, 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 the yeah, players, I mean, I thought in, I thought he was a right. I thought little was quality in there. I, my dad said he thought the biggest difference he thought on the teams was was little. He said that he felt that normally in the centre back, the centre midfield role, we've got two guys who kind of hold, do the same thing. He, yeah, and, and he he kind of felt that Woodyard was sitting and little was looking to go forward, which, which is I what was. What we yeah, to be honest, what we kind of needed really, which what we thought Marshall was going to do when he came, yeah. is Woodyard would get the ball, give it Marsh, and it, Marsh gets the ball and gives it. Where little, little he does trying to move, will, the, yeah. And, and little, what I like about little is he goes forward. He yes. doesn't try to go back unless he has to, but his first thought was to go forward. He was for me, it was good that like Woodyard was kind of and breaking up the play, and little was getting the ball and going right. Where can I impact? How can I get the ball forward? And, and another huge performance from Pierce, I thought. And it, the thing is, League I'm Two loving, is Pierce's yeah. game. Oh, this my God, yeah. Big, ugly strikers against a big, ugly defender. 
the defender is going to love it all day long. And in the end, there was I didn't think they had much pace. I thought they just tried to go long. And Pierce was and Paul Callumby. If I'm honest like, with you, mate, they, it, the way they played totally suited our defence. Callumby doesn't want anyone running behind him. He wants it in front of him. Yep. I thought, and I owe Pierce an apology because I genuinely didn't think he could play in a two. But against teams who are wanting to be physical, he had Paddy Madden. I thought, this is a result. He's not going to run in behind. The moment I feel like we've got someone to run in behind, we've got it's a challenge. And I thought he, he won every header. He was physical. I didn't think he broke the sweat all day. I think his positioning was good. I think he was he was excellent it's, and what desperately we needed last year. It's what we've seen, what, what we expected when he was signed. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So him, him coming in and we, everyone was like, oh... But he, I, I don't think he played in a three at Millwall. I think he played in a two at Millwall. I don't, I don't know what they know. played. I presume but... he must have played with Jake, Jake Cooper and someone else. Yeah, yeah. So, but and and the other question I got for you regarding the game before we is Pell, should he have been sent off? The where we the was, yeah, where where we was at behind the goal, the, and again, it's so difficult because it used to be you, you almost could see it on the reaction of the team, the other team, they'd all go mental. Now they do it all the time. Yes. From my <laughs> angle, so normally when you elbow, someone's a little bit to the side and you go across. He looked like he was running dead straight at a player. So from the angle that he was at, I, it didn't look like it was a red, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have overly surprised me. Um, but I thought, again, I thought he was, I thought he was decent. If I'm honest, I thought Villa had another really, really good oh, game. Mate, that kid is unbelievable. He he is quick, great, great, and one of the things I was concerned about with him, not necessarily as much with Curry, but definitely Villa was could he cross it, and obviously he crossed the Golden Pell's winner. We need to get Villa. Villa's contract runs out in June, so he's okay. got till June, and we've offered him. Apparently, we've offered him a new contract, which we're confident that he will sign. Uh, He'd be mad not to. The problem, the, the only problem he has is that his injury record ain't great. Do you know what I mean? So if you look at through, like he would have been playing in League One, I reckon last year for us if it weren't injured. So that's the only thing. He would be point. mental not to sign a gig with us. Depends on, on who's coming of... in for him. No, say Portsmouth, Charlton. Uh, like I think I think he he would benefit. He's massively so good, from... man. He is. So... He needs I, to. I for me, he needs to have. Um, he needs Curry's had the beginning of the season. Billa hasn't. So I believe that Curry's summer. That's where Bill, the Bill vultures will so circle. Good. And I think Billa, I think Billa might be the January gig, but we might lose them both in the summer. And to be honest with you, if we do, that's fine. But people have got to pay for him. Yes, agreed. And I, I think Billa's so good that he's keeping out Gunter, which is huge. Yep. And Ogundiri is nowhere near it now. Do you know what I mean? Which again, no. we all thought Ogundiri was going to be the one that was going to take Gunter's place when he went to the World Cup. Well, you did. I said Billa. To be fair, no, of course you did. It was right. Um, well, but yeah, we, no, we can was, go back um, and listen if you want. It was, it was, it was a, it was a really good for me. It was a, a mate of mine at work was saying it was like, you know, a bit of rough, bit of tumble. And I was like that for me, and it was quite lively the first fifteen minutes. There was a lot of stuff flying about, and for me, it was a classic League Two game of yeah. It, and and again, we said before, I don't think you get promoted at League Two playing particularly nice football. I think you play it because you know how to win games, you know how to manipulate play, you- and I feel like we're one of the teams now. We're tenth. We are, we've got three really tough games coming up, which we'll talk about later. But I feel like we're in a really decent position. And with what we've done in, in January, I feel like we're... I think I look on the bench and I, feel, I see options. I've seen young guys who have come in who want who've got a point to prove. We've got a nice balance between the youth and, and, and some more senior players. 
I thought I thought we were decent on Saturday. What's your feelings feelings on JJ now? I can't, as I said, I, I can't knock what he's done. There's I, no I, argument. I think I'm still str- I, I'm, I'm, I, I struggle with him in terms of I don't feel the affection I have than I had for Robbo and other managers. But he's done. An, um, he has done. No, I'm there now. Since since Sutton, I think he's done a stunning job. And I don't think anyone can knock him for that. I'm there with him now. I'm there with him now. I think he's taking him time to bed in. I think myself and probably a few other fans owe him a bit of an apology when we wanted him. Sacked I, I'll, listen, I am. Apo- I, 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 I think he's turned it around. I think he he, he 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 maybe got pulled in and told, look, this ain't working, so you need to change it or, or go. But yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with what he's done, how he's done it, how we're going about things. Uh, this is what we always wanted: a bit of experience with the youth. Do you know what I mean? And it, it seems like he has got that. He's got that together now, and I I just think not calling him Johnny Jackson again. He's back up to JJ for me. So, well, that's high praise. And like I said, you know, apart from apart from Sutton, yeah, we I mean, literally apart from Sutton, we've been unbelievable. Like literally unbelievable. And it, I don't mean unbelievable. To, oh my god, we're amazing. I mean unbelievable in terms of like how the how the bloody hell have we done that? I mean, I'm just well, looking at the last ten. When you look at like games, a classic we, example, we're we, seventh in the last ten. We'd have lost games last year like Colchester. One nil down, think, come yeah. back, win that two one. Do you know what I mean? On Saturday we would have would have thrown that away. Do you know what I mean? We don't now. We we're hard to beat. Uh we just need to now get it out the other end and get get playmakers in, which we have got. So should we move on and we we'll discuss the players that have come in and, and the ones we've lost? Yeah, I mean, like I said, to conclude, in the last ten games for seventh, and the only team we got Carlisle top, Sutton below us. Walsall, Stevenage, Northampton, Salford. So we're right in the in the hunt. And um yeah, it, it's well done, JJ slash Johnny Jackson, whichever way you want to call it. No, brilliant stuff, man. Right, we'll move on. And when we come back, we'll discuss the January window. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back and we're going to be discussing the January transfer window. Uh, so I've got a list in front of me of the outs and ins. So out was Will Yaskalainen, Paul Osu, which was a, a late one that his contract had been terminated by mutual consent. Uh, Riley Towler, uh, Asal, Magoma, Bendall's gone on loan. Senior's gone now as well. His contract's not been renewed. NYC uh, recalled and Hudlin recalled. And then we've signed Pierre from Aaron Pierre from Sutton which everyone thought was going to be a loan, but it looks like it's a permanent deal to the end of the season. Uh, what's his name? Marnie Little on loan. McAteer on loan from Leicester. Pearson on loan from Bristol City, which they were hoping to recall because we wouldn't do business with them. Their fans were a bunch of numpties. Wait till we talk about them. Uh, yeah, yes, Imi, the geezer from yeah. Charlton. Uh, Jana and Al Hamadi. Uh, what's your thoughts, Dan? Good? Bad? Indifferent? I feel like the squad is better now than it was before the window. I yes. think that we've got our squad is better, and I'm looking on the bench, and it's um, it's always skewed because whenever you get a good player or an old, a new player, excuse me, you automatically think they're better than what you had. So I know it's a little bit skewed, a little bit biased, but I'm just looking player for player. The people who could be on the bench and the people who could have come on the pitch, I'm 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 very happy with the squad that we've got. And to be honest with you, as I said before, I think the biggest, the best bit of business that we've done is getting Bendel out on loan. 
if this kid is as good as what people are saying, and I know we have the like everyone the hype and it's a bit heavy, but if this kid is as good as what they're talking about, he needs to play in a, in a league and needs to play a lot. And I think the fact that he's gone out and done that is good. So for me, I think it's a really it's it's a good window. Interested about the loans. Interested with the Pierre signing on a permanent. It, it, it doesn't make a huge difference if it's to the end of the season. It could be a, a loan or it doesn't make much of a difference. But what it does do for him, I suppose, is if he's not going to go back to Sutton at the end of it, he's got a bit of play. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sad to see a sale go naturally. Delighted to keep Curry. Not, not necessarily just because of the fact that he's a great player and we'd love to see him play. But I also feel like he'll get more value over this next five months. Um, yeah, what do you think? Are you happy with it? Um, yeah, I am. I think it's it's not a bad window. I think it's probably one of our better windows at the moment if you look at on paper. Again, I agree with what you're saying. We've, we've looked at January transfers before and gone, Terry Oblade, the kid from Barnsley, Cosgrove, oh, they, they're going to be good. They're going to be decent. Do you know what I mean? And they were pony. So I do hold judgment until I see him play, especially the McAteer, the lad from Leicester. I, I'm guessing they hold him in high esteem because he's been playing for them, played in the FA Cup for uh, them. So that's a Premier League team. So he must be decent, but it's a different level when you come to League Two and you're going to try and force your way into that first team. Now he's got to try and get in over Woodyard, little. Do you know what it's I mean? also a completely different game, as we've as we know. Yes. We, you know, being, we, having we, time on the ball to having no time at all. So, and it's also to having the ball and want, wanting to be with a a team that are happy for you to get the down and play. He is going to have to come and, and play a different game, which is why I always wonder in that position in particular whether young lads who are in that middle, it's a good loan to go to lead to. Well, he he'd been playing left back as well apparently for the Leicester youth team, so that's something that maybe we've looked at and gone, Lee Brown hasn't got the pace to go left back now if we're playing against wingers, good, quick wingers. So we've got Curry yeah. and this McAtee. He's very versatile, apparently. They can play both full-backs going midfield. The other one I was happy about, Aaron Pierre, I'm quite happy about. Uh, my I've always Wick- rated him. My I've mate's always Wick- rated him. He's a Wickham fan. So I messaged him saying, oh, I think we're signing Aaron Pierre. He said, quality defender. At least he was a while ago, because obviously... Uh, was sad to see him go big, strong, no nonsense, and half who won't take any shit. He also won Northampton's Player of the Year when he went there. He also Truth won Shrewsbury well. Player of the Year. It hasn't worked out for him. It's something which can happen. They've got good life and someone else who's doing really well. So he just hasn't got in. Maybe he's been injured or he he just hasn't been able to get in. We did hear that if we were getting Aaron Pierre, it meant that Will Nightingale was being sold, and there was people in for Will Nightingale. Uh, I remember I said to you, you said there's no chance it was going to happen which he didn't in yeah. the end, but apparently League One... So, so, so just to be clear, I was correct, yeah? Well, it didn't happen, but yeah. Well, so I was correct, yeah. You were yeah, correct, it didn't happen, yeah, but... No, I'll, take that. I'll, take, that. I'll take that. I'll take that from yeah. you. Uh, it's an interesting one, Pierre. Well, in terms, sorry, go back to Pierre, though. Yes. He's a, it's a weird one, because obviously he's come to us on a short term, which is fine, but he's not getting in the team yet. He's going to have to sit and hold it out, and it'll be interesting to see My, how that works. I have a worry about this. Oh, I hate. Don't, I, I don't hate, talk about going to a free. I hate free. Don't hate it, right? Why have we We've just found in? a formation that works for us? Why are we mucking about with it? I just worry because again, if you talk about Yay Yes with me, he played wing back for Johnny Jackson at Charlton and done really well for him. Remember when he absolutely destroyed us when we went down there? They beat us. Yeah, Lyle Taylor played for him, and everyone sang Lyle Taylor and booed our own players. Uh, he plays wing back. Biller plays wing back. 
Curry's a better wing back. McAteer can probably play wing back. I worry that we're going to go Callumby, Pierre, Pierce, or Pierce like in the middle, and then we could play three five two, which means that we'll have Davison and Ali up front together. It is a big worry of mine because when I thought we've got how many centre backs now, four or five. Lee Brown can play there. He ain't going to be getting in. Do you know what I mean? He's played one good game at left back in the last few seasons. So, yeah, I do worry about that. But another one we've got to say as well is a good one for us, I think. Al Hamadi, I think he's going to be good. We talked about him earlier against Stockport. That's a permanent signing. I like the fact that we signed a couple of players on perm deals and that we're going to have them now next season as well. So even if we don't do anything this year, we are getting a kind of squad together, a spine together for next season. Obviously, losing Asal was massive. But decent money for him. Do you know what I mean? Yep. If, if the rumours 1.2, it's between 1 million and 1.4 that I've heard. Do you know what I mean? Even a million for him. And that's cash up front, I reckon, as well, from the, the car type. Do you not think you... Well, we spoke about this the other day as well. Like, you you said the comment that I put on one was at a dream. Like, we don't care now he's gone as long as we got the money. But it's a yep. weird one. He went straight there and then went straight on loan. But you don't care, I'm, do you? I'm not cock of a monkey, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I want him to do incredibly well. Um, but you know what? He, he's played. He's worked his socks off. He's worked hard. He's got a nice deal. He's got 30 grand, whatever he wants to do. And whatever he decides, I'm sure he wouldn't. He would have gone and known that's that's the deal that's that's being put up. So do you know what? Good luck to him. But yeah, let unfortunately me, for me, I'm, I moved on. Let me go through this, right? And we'll say who you'd prefer, right? So, other than Yeskin and Osu, I'm not going to mention them two because they've not been about it. Paul Osu, by the way, has he got another club? I've not heard that it, he has. I'm not surprised he's, at all about him going. His contract would have had to be torn up yesterday for yeah. him to be able to get another club. But we didn't announce could, it until today. He could get... So, surely... But he can... You can, you can rip your contracts up whenever you like, can't you? Yeah, but you have to do it before the January transfer window closes, I believe. That's what someone no, put on no. Facebook. I didn't believe I thought that as well, because there was obviously rumours going around that we were going to sign it. We'll but if you rip, up, if you rip well. up your contract, you're a free agent. Well, that's what I free thought. Agent, you can join what you want. For anyone. Yeah, I, I reckon yeah. he'll get a club, but it won't be the big club that he wanted. At the start I, 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 I don't see him getting anywhere, but mad one that the highest. Robinson and Osu were the two ones we were clamouring over the summer going, sign a contract, sign a contract. They wouldn't. Couldn't get any big clubs. Then they signed, and then we're both they're both gone now, pretty much. Is I that the feel... end of Robinson for us then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll I sell him on in the summer. I don't... It's interesting, the fact that we we must have got him back because we weren't <laughs> sure about our forward. Yes. Um, and now we've got a little bit of up up top. He's thinking, right, do you know what? Thanks a lot, but you're well, all right. Well, so, someone said the other day, it's really poor management uh, on Facebook. It's really bad management with Zach Robinson. I disagreed. I thought, he's our player at the end of the day. We look after ourselves. We look after our team. We didn't know if Al Amadi was going to go through. We obviously didn't know if we were going to get another striker, which we'll again talk about in about a few minutes with regards to that that name. But yeah, we yeah, uh, I thought we called him back and and said right, we we don't need you now. Go back to Dundee, and I don't think we'll ever see him again. And I, I think it's, it's a good shame. deal for Dundee. I think it's a good deal for Dundee. They seemed over the moon. Oh, I think he him. gets. I think he gets some game time. If we're if we're really honest as well, I'm not overly convinced he wanted to sign a deal for us. I think he kind of ran out. Of anyone room. else? Yeah. We he, we signed him, and then all of a sudden Dundee thought, Do you know what? We'll have a little look at it because we we were prepared to take the we'll have a one year or a two year at you. We'll keep you, and then all of a sudden someone else has gone. Do you know what? I I, I don't blame him take it but it, the moment we signed him on a two year and then loaned him out I was like yeah you, you're away. not fan. apparently so good luck to him 
I, I just don't think Johnny Jackson likes him. There's either something with his attitude or just something that Johnny Jackson or Skewington don't like. And yeah, he's not going to get on here if them two are in charge. And I think that's, that's you go with the manager over the, the footballer at the moment, which is a shame because yep. I've always backed Zach Robinson. I thought he would score goals for us if he played, but he's just not going to get the time there. So I'll go through the list before we talk about other rumours that were going around in like the last day of the season. But see if you think it's a better signing now than the one we had. So Towler or Pierre? Towler. Towler, yeah. McGoma or Little? By the way, sorry, just... Can I... Would you mind if I just rewind just a fraction? Go. Curry with the Bristol City gig. We've still got Towler. Does the story change in terms of... Would we have potentially gone Curry to Bristol City, Towler as a kicker with a bit of dosh? Would that have been, would that have been interesting? I think. And would it, you have done it? I think I, I don't think I would have done it. Okay. Because I think Curry could be mustered and go for a lot more money in a year's time, and he's also on a free. Well, it's an eighteen-month contract, and we have an option to give him another year. Which is so, great. So he's got plenty of time. It's a two and a half year deal, pretty much, in it. So we've got that. I think he's only going to get better. Yeah. Uh, Towler, as good as he was. Yeah. This is his first season where he's done well. He's not yeah. done well anywhere else before us. Hasn't done well at Bristol. Bristol were quite happy to let him go for peanuts. So I, yeah, I think you can always go and replace a Towler. Well, I don't think you can go and replace Jack Curry. And they would have had to give us a, a million steel plus Taylor for me to say yes. In that wow. Day. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Magoma Little. From what I've seen, I, I'm happy with that Little. What I love is the scum up the road, their comments on him. Do you see he cost him a goal the other day and it's brilliant. Love it. Uh, Bendel McAteer. That's a tough one for me because I don't know what McAteer can do. If I'm honest with you, I'll take McAteer on the reason being is I really want Bendel to go and get a loan. I think I, if Bendel, we didn't we didn't get him out on a loan and the reason we're getting McAteer meant that he can go out on a loan, I personally feel like Bendel would not have... He'll he'll be a better player because he's gone out to... He's not he would have been. So yeah. for me, I would have picked McAteer because Bendel's going to come back hopefully bigger, better and stronger because no. let's be honest, Woodyard's legs look slowly going. So... 100%. I totally agree with you there. I think that's the right well, decision. Yeah. Bendel has to... Can you, not, can you not agree with me for the rest of the podcast? Bendel, Bendel has to get games. He has to play 90 minutes here or there. Yep. Uh, is coming with... Uh, after, look, what I've seen so far and what I've read, heard, is good attitude. Uh, and yeah, so we need Senior or Pearson? Pearson. Be, I'd have taken Senior. I would, I'd have got rid of Senior. Not got to be Senior. Senior for me. Where's he? Shut up. Nah, where's, he, where, where, where's he off to? No idea. From me or something? He's been released as well. He's yeah, a conference, conference half player, isn't he? Yeah. Asao or Yasuzomi? <laughs> I can't remember, mate. <laughs> oh, I it's love it. Asao or Yasuzomi? Asao or Yasuzomi? Do I see me? Yeah. Asao, naturally. But I don't think he's just... Do I see me as a bad... A bad person to bring in at all. No, I think obviously Sal, yeah, he just he's a Sal and he's, he's brilliant for us. Loved him. Shame he's gone, but yeah, we have to move on. And, uh, and yeah, I think we brought in a decent player that Johnny Jackson knows. He knows his strengths, and hopefully, we'll get the best out of him. NYC and Jenna. NYC for me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's rough because it's so early. Um, but I don't necessarily feel like NYC was going to be 
anywhere near the end product but what we saw of myc at the first part of the of the loan i would have taken i mean i'm very i'm interested to find out where he goes who myc he's back yeah. in brentford's b team they were out in portugal oh he played for them does he yeah he's, he was out there training so okay uh, and in the other one i guess this is an easy answer huddling versus al hamad oh yeah for me as well so, so I, I, I think I, i'm happy I, yeah, I agree with you. I think the actual the, the first team is probably not as strong as it was before, but the squad is better. And if we put out a, a tweet earlier with the January squad depth, uh, other than Pell in the attacking midfielder role, which you could put Little in there, you could put Chislett in there, you could put a number of players in there. We've got two players in every position that you'd think, actually, if they started, it ain't a bad thing, which is yeah. what you want, uh, for, which we haven't had all season. Uh, the other one, the rumours going around yesterday were obviously... Bristol City, their fans are a bunch of chokers. I've never seen such a self-entitled bunch of fans in my life. Some of the comments on Twitter, because we said no to him four times, was just they're saying, "Oh, what? Uh, he's going to kick his heels now. He's going to cause trouble, Curry, because one of their uh, reporters lied about him saying that he wanted to move, which I don't believe he did. Even if he did, I don't see him being a kickoff merchant. No, I yeah, not at his age. It's funny how Bristol City fans know more about Jack Curry than we do, and they only heard his name yesterday. None of them would have known who Jack Curry was before Bristol put a bid in for him. Do you know what I mean? It might have been one or two, but most of their fan base. And it was. Did you see the Twitter stuff that they were saying? No, I, I, I can't. I, I wouldn't even bother to be honest with you. I I just thought it was hilarious. Some of the stuff their fans is just. It's just like. I can't wait for what like Arsenal or Man U or Man City to come in for one of their players and then go. Well, actually, we're going to give you. A hundred grand for one of your players, and then see what happens. But yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. And the other one was, uh, I was really gutted about, it and I, I think it's a bit of a flop from us, and a bit of negative regarding our, our January is that we missed out on Matty Stevens. Uh, Matty Stevens has scored gone... a lot of goals last year, didn't it? Was it last no. year? But he suffered an ACL injury and has been out for a long, long time as well. But he went from yeah. Price Green to Walsall. But apparently, he was in the car on the way to us to sign the contract, turn round to go and sign for Walsall. Uh, and and that's a bit of a kick. And the other one was uh, Freddie Sears. Freddie Sears was meant to be the striker that we were going to sign last Not night. Not bothered about that in the slightest. That was a strange one for me. We go from Matty Stevens to Freddie Sears, who I call a journeyman, which is probably wrong. He's not really a journeyman, but he's a... What do you call a guy that's been around for just years? He's only he's a veteran. Like, yeah, he's a vet- He's thirty-three years old. He don't score loads of goals. Do you know what I mean? I just think I'm, I'm not bothered about Freddie Sears in the slightest. So... Are you disappointed we didn't bring another striker in though? No, but you said earlier about Davison running himself into the ground. If we lose, I think, Davison, we've got, we've I think got... if you lose Davison, you I think I think you can play Al Hamadi there. Right, I think he could play there, and I feel that also dependent on the situation or what how we look. I think we're, there's a possibility that we can conjure up L. With somebody else, so yeah, I mean, there is an argument, I guess, that you could have brought another striker, and I guess when I guess losing Robinson means we're a little bit light. So I wonder whether or not him going as back as back, maybe he's got another plan. But I just, Wayne Bartley's back from his loan. Well, how did he get on? <laughs> I don't know. He ain't scored a goal in. Uh, well, well, exactly. So I feel game. like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe we're a forward light. But the problem, I guess, with a lot of these things is if you're going to play one up front, you can't have more than two, really, or two out and outs because you've got one guy just sitting there doing nothing. And if you've got a lone player coming, they're not going to come if you play one up front. You know what I like about it is that we've got natural wingers now. So yeah. real natural wingers like Yasunimi, 
uh, Jana. That, that, that was a lot different than Pier- the last pronunciation. <sighs> well done. It's um, been fantastic. Pearson. Do you know what I mean? If players would get the ball, we'll run at players. Do you know what I mean? Go down the wing, take players on, get to the byline, put it into the box. It's also proper, proper competitive <laughs> there as well. Jai Simi, Pearson, Al Hamadi, Chislip. You've mm. literally got four guys who are going to be competing realistically for those places, and Chislip is playing decent. So when you put it that way, all of a sudden you're looking at it and thinking, well, how on earth are we going to, how are they going to get some games? We're going to play one up front and Pell's going to be behind them. So if we're going to, if that's the, that's the stall that we're sticking on two from four are the ones that are left, that that is busy. And in that holding position, we've got Armani little Woodyard and um, the new lad. I guess the other thing as well to bear in mind is we're going to have a lot of games called off and we're going to have some midweekers that are going to come in. We're going to have a lot of free game weeks and we've now got a squad that hopefully we can rotate enough. So um, that was my yeah. point. I mean, that, you, you literally just took the words out of my mouth regarding the, the strength and depth now. Do you know what I mean? We haven't had that all season. You think Chislett has been good. I, I still don't think he's that good. Woodyard, he, he's okay. He's a Rangers man, so I'll let him off. But I, I now we have players that can come in and go, right, if I, I want to play, I'm going to have your shirt and stuff. And I, I like what Johnny Jackson's doing. I don't know how much Craig Cope would have been involved in this. McAteer no. could have been a Craig Cope signing. I've got no mate. idea either, mate. But I, I don't know how, how, how big he is. Someone made a good point about Craig Cope today, that the club still not have welcomed him to the fan base. Have you heard anything from him? Like what his strategy is, what his long-term goals are, short-term? No. Do you know what I mean? We're hoping to get him on the pod. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, hopefully he'll come and speak to us. But yeah, I, I think the club should be doing something with him as well, like an interview. But do you know what I mean? He came in at the beginning. I know January's a busy month for him, but he could have had something out at the beginning of January. But I've got to give Johnny Jackson his due as well. He's building a team. Uh, and these players, you don't know. I don't know their contract situation either. So they could be coming in. They could even be coming in and then they go off like Dobson did. Do you know what I mean? Or they come in, they love the place. We have the money now because we have. I don't. Do you think we've spent a sale money? No, I think I, I think we've I think we've kept that, and I think that was the right thing to do. I think I don't think we've broken even in terms of the players that have gone out. I think, I think we've I think we've been quite clever. I can't imagine we're spending much about on Macatier at all. No. Um, so I think that was a bit of a freebie. Yes, I don't I think, think we we're spending spent much on Janner either. No, well, Cambridge wouldn't have been spending loads, would they? So. I can't no, imagine Cambridge I mean, spending I mean, more than I mean, would have been a few, Bob. Al Hamadi yeah. was a permanent. I still think we... I don't think we've spent the Asal money in terms of the, the total of it. Of course, we haven't. But um, what I reckon we've we've probably done is we've probably dipped our toes in. I felt that if if we were genuinely going for a playoff berth, we would have gone bigger for another player, particularly a forward. So I feel like we've kind of hedged the bets a bit. And I don't... I, I feel like that squad is a good enough. I think it's a good enough squad to get us to to, to keep top seven form. Put it that way. Thing is, I think we we were going big. I think we were looking at the kid from Plymouth, but then realised that he's already played for two. What clubs. Jeff got? Yeah, realised he's only played for two clubs, so we can't go in for him because he can't play for a third. And then I think we were going big on Stevens. And as I said, I I understand that he was literally in his car on the way down to sign. Mad is he didn't sign for us because he, he's a friendly boy. Do you know what I mean? I think his family are still in Surrey and he signed for Walsall. There must be something, there must be something why he signed for Walsall over us unless he lives up that way, him and his family now. But I know he's got family down near us. But yeah, I think we were going big on them too. And when that 
Stevens was like literally in the car coming down. We were like, right, done. That deal was done. He's coming to sign the contract. And then we get done again. Why is it always us that gets done on the... Remember the last time we got done when the geezer was on the uh, treatment table and just walked out on us? Yeah. He, he done all right. He done all right. But uh, yeah, hopefully Matty Stevens won't do as well this season because we've still got to play Walsall and they're still around us as well. But yeah, anything else you want to add regarding the January window? No. no. What would you score it out of 10, Dan? What would you say? I think it's a positive window. So I think if we got if we got a real stellar forward, I'd have probably put it down as a nine. But I think we're a seven point five on the fact that we've got we've got strength in depth, we've covered all areas. I think I think I think I think it's decent. Had we kept us out, would we have got the other players? Maybe not, but if we kept us out, then it would have been a nine. We kept curry, so not I I'll say eight. I think eight's fair. Seven point eight for me. All right, chill out. 7. 2, point two off. Well, you got your your amateur numbers really. You can't eights, nines, tens. They're amateur numbers. You have got to go seven point eight, seven point sevens. Oh, of course. You're one of these eight football goals XG or whatever they call it. Seven seven point eight for me because we kept Curry. Uh, okay, we sold a sale, but we got decent money for him, which hopefully helped in the summer. And yeah, well, I think we bought in. Ho- again, hopefully. These players ain't going to be like the loan players we had at the start of the season. Hudlins, Magomas, who didn't really do it. But Little looks a player. And I think, yeah, we are going to... We have now got strength in depth, which is what we need. And it will push the Chislets, the Woodyards, the Pels to keep on going. And, yeah, I think we, we're in for a good end of the season. So, right. Happy days. We'll move on. When we come back, we'll discuss the Hall of Fame. And we'll pick one position each, or one player from each position we would put in the Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon, Hall of Fame. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back for the, uh, well, not the last part. Wombles are back. Wombles pre- are back. Preview the Orient game, but yeah, our last bit of amazing content that we put out oh, regarding incredible the, content the Hall of Fame and yeah I don't know what's going on I think that's going to be in the pipeline soon I know they've got a, a few people to do that uh, me and Danny are going to put what we came up with our Hall of Fame was one goalkeeper one defender one midfielder one striker a sub and manager and then a special mention so it's going to be Wimbledon and ASC Wimbledon you're going to pick one from each because obviously like when we spoke to Jonathan the other week, he uh, he would only be in the AFC Wimbledon era. And he's probably would only be the next few seasons. But then there's people that have been sporting Wimbledon for 100 years, like Danny, and would have their uh, going back. So, Danny, come on in. We'll start with the keepers from Wimbledon. Right. We're going to say just, no just loans. Clear, I don't want to... Because it's obvious with AFC with some of the loans. And I don't feel like they're our players. Yes, they've been legends. But I want more than a one, would, a once, a, a flash in the pan. I think they've got to have but, longevity. Would you have them in the in the Hall of Fame down the line when we've picked some of the big, big names? I feel, Okay, this is... I feel like Aaron Ramsdale, right? And this is the contentious bit. His impact in that year was so massive, it was ridiculous. Like in this, and we're not talking about just his saves, his general charisma, the way he got into the crowd. For me, he would, for that moment, and the fact that he went on to play for England, I presume he, has he played an England game yet? But for me, he has earned the right to be a Hall of Famer, but not above other players 
who have been at the club for sort of 10 years. So, yes, he will eventually will go, oh, aren't you brilliant? But for me, if you're a Hall of Famer, you've got to do it at a club for a multiple multiple years. That's my kind of criteria. Okay. Good. All right. right. Start with the goalkeepers. It was close because I nearly went Paul Hield because he's a dogs. But Paul Hield, the Milwaukee Keynes goalkeeping coach. Paul Hield is in the Wimbledon goalkeeper who was the goalkeeper for the Premier League who conceded goals against and is Tony Aboa. Also the Milton Keynes goalkeeping coach who threatened Beckford our, our kit man once. It doesn't affect his well, performances for Wimbledon. However, that's it's obvious. He's never getting near our Hall of Fame. It's obvious the goalkeeper's hand seekers. Yes. I can't. I know Neil Sullivan's up for debate, and I don't know who you've picked, but for me, I'm not picking Dave Besson because he was just a fraction early. Simon Tracy, I can't pick because he was absolutely terrible. I'm not going to pick um, what's his name's Peter Shilton. Um, I'm not going to pick Perry Digweed. I'm 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 ignoring all of those Premier League goalkeepers. I'm I'm picking Hans Seegers. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm Hans as well. Even right. though some people don't like, I get why they the don't. Rumors of what Hansager's done with the match fixing and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I still think he's absolutely legend. Hansager's loved him. Uh, Neil Sullivan's a massive shout though, because oh my god, a huge shout. He was class, weren't he? To be fair, yeah. But yeah, I do like a bit of him. So yeah, Hansager's for me. I think that's quite an easy one. ASC Wimbledon one. I think that's where you're going to struggle. Okay. Well, you. I. I. I went for the um, Wimbledon team. You can go for AFC. I'm just trying to think of the goalkeepers we've had. Who? James Shea could be up there. Glenn Schimmer yep. could be up there. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of the AFC Wimbledon goalkeepers. We've Andy had. Little. Andy Little. I'd probably go Andy Little as my AFC Wimbledon goalkeeper going in the Hall okay. of Fame. All right. Yeah, because I think he done really well for us when he when we first started. Problem is, we went through a lot of players as AFC Wimbledon and goalkeepers. We changed a lot. You also got what's his name? Ah, oh, the blonde haired geezer, the blonde haired one that we had. Oh. We the blonde haired one that we had. We're the blonde haired goalkeeper when we. Well, he's of... the one I'm picking in my team. Who? I'm picking Seb Brown. You're picking Seb Brown. Yeah, Seb Brown. Yeah. That's a That's great shot as well. Thank I you. like Andy Little, but no, who's the other one we had as well? We were all the shot. James Pullen. Pullen. James Pullen. He done really well for us as well. We obviously obviously had Ross Warner as well. Yeah, no, I'm picking... Late. Do you remember that game at Coventry when he turned up late in the Cup and Seb she... Brown played his last game? He was terrible. Yeah, so you're picking Seb Brown. Yeah, I'm picking Andy Little, who was our 2005-2006 uh, player of the year, so... I'm going for Seb Brown, and I'm, and that's my final answer, and I'm and he would be my pick. The, the playoff final, him being homegrown... Um, him coming in in that conference and doing well and then getting into the Football League and playing. I, 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 for me, he, Andy Little would have been the other one I, I would I would not argue with, if you like. But I, for me, it's um, it's Seb Brown. Cool. Defenders. So we're going to just go one defender. We're not going to go left back, right back. Okay, so. well, you, you, I, I went Wimbledon. Why don't, you, why don't you go for Wimbledon now? Wimbledon centre-backs, yeah, going into our Hall of well, Fame. Wimbledon defender. You can pick a defender. Oh, who easy. you pick him? The easiest one out there, I think. Well, who is it? Chris Perry. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he was un... And by the way, how unbelievable was he? Like, my... Had he not played for England? Like, not because once. He, the only reason why he didn't play for England is he just, he, as a football-playing centre-back, in terms of passing, and terrible. But in terms of 
I still remember the, the the game, which was I think it was the game that the floodlights went when we played Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. I think it was Burkamp went through and he chased him and nicked the ball of him. Everyone was like, "You are an absolute outrage! How good you are!" Um, notable mentions: Kenny Cunningham, Alan Kimball for me. Well, well, Alan King. I know you like Alan Kimball. Um, My son's middle name, mate, Kimball. Okay, well, I'm going about it, mate. Um, Terry Phelan for me. Love Terry Phelan. Just, just at, right at the beginning of my Wimbledon following days. Obviously, him and Keith Curl going to Man City that caused uproar in our house. Um, who else was up there? Dean Blackwell. No, now this is the thing with Dean Blackwell. Dean Blackwell used to constantly slip over. No, but he I didn't. didn't. I didn't realise that he was in the England squad that won the Toulon tournament way back when. Did you know this? Yeah. No, you didn't. I do. Don't pretend that you did. Just be I honest do. and say you don't, you don't remember it. You know, he goes over Chelsea with his boy now. Okay, show off, mate. Yeah. The only other one who who I love, but he obviously can't be in it, is Ben Thatcher. Ben Thatcher. Why can't Loved, he be in Because I don't think he's better than, um, than Kenny Cunningham. I don't. I think he's a better left-back than Kimball, but Kimball is a more iconic... Well, the wand? Unbelievable, the, mate. Yeah, the, the, what, the, what do they call him? The dead ball specialist. The one, mate. Did you see his goal at Huddersfield away? Tuesday night. I was there. I was at, at Huddersfield away. So was I, away. So was I mate. Wally Badir scored the winner. My, no, mate no. Dan, my mate Dan, who came on the podcast... Kimball's free kick. Kimball won it, but didn't Bidir score as well? I can't remember. I was... My mate Dan had a migraine. His uncle got us. We didn't have to pay to get in because Wally Bidir's uncle. That was an amazing day when we kept singing Kimbledon rather than Wimbledon. What's... That was said, Kimbledon. That made me absolutely chuckle uh, myself to, to sleep that night. Football banter. Good night, that was. Off, off the scale, that. Jesus. Right. Wimbled- right. AFC Wimbledon defenders. Yep. I'm not going to lie to you. I've gone... A little bit controversial. Right. So, no, notable mentions. Yep. Frankie Howard. Yep. I was, I was going to say notable. He ain't in my Hall of Fame one. but he's, Agreed. He'll be um, in it one day. But Mickey yeah. Haswell. Mickey, big Mickey. I love Mickey. From Danny the Oakins. Mickey Haswell is actually a Chigwell boy, like myself. Oh, I used oh, to see his dad you on the tube. You need to let that go. No, but the problem is I used to get smashed at Wimbledon games, get on a right. trip home, like puked on myself or something. Oh god! And then I look over the uh, over the other side, and there'd be Mickey Aswell's dad, and he'd be like, "You're right, Lee." And I'd be like, "What a win today, weren't it?" And I'd try and speak to him, and he'd be like, "Don't come too close because you got sick all over you." But yeah, or I wet myself or something. But yeah, it, Mickey Aswell, Chigwell boy, always in faces. The, the face of faces we used to call him. The the famous uh, club where all the footballers go. The faces. Yeah. The face so faces. I I thought them. Um, I then thought um, we had. Barry Fuller, he yep. was a no, he Fuller. was a no, notice a very very strong defender. I thought it was good. Darius, I thought also was going to be quite a. Bennett, I think he was a, a huge player. Bennett, the Irish guy. Well, Alan Bennett. Yeah, the Irish guy. Nah, in. not for me. Great captain Robinson. Yeah, I think he's a noticeable, no, a notable uh, mention. Keith Ward, people like that at the Wardy, beginning. But Wardy, I've yeah. gone for Matt Everard. Matt Everard's mine as well. Because I think he was just for that level. Who scores at, thirty goals a season? As well, a I did. I obviously did three scores in the back. But he was abs for me. He was absolutely outrageous and not like I said. He, he considering the players that we could have had in that team, I just think he was absolutely brilliant. I also, by the way, thought Chris Hussey was excellent. No, I'm not for a big, us. Not I think big he was fan. Really, really good. There's another um, one you forgot. Another couple of names we forgot. Nah, Notable. Not... Matt Rod's going in. 33 goals a season, something. But we forgot. There's Steve Butler's. 
I did say, I think Steve Butler. Jason Goodlife, Ben Judge. Goodlife, yeah. Judge, Judge. yeah. Uh, Paul Lorraine. Jamie Stewart, Paul Lorraine. Alan Bennett, I, I thought, done well. Uh, yeah, to put it, Paul Robinson, he's been mentioned. What about Deshi Ojolaja? Would you have him in there? No. Or... What about MC Harvey? <laughs> yeah, he's not getting anywhere. Look, Harvey. Well, he's got these uh, charity events, only at the club soon. But yeah, Matt Everard. Matt Everard, yeah, what a, what a, what a guy he was. Right, go on in. So you've got to then do an AFC Wimbledon midfielder. AFC, I'm, this is where I struggle a bit because I no, think you haven't. It's but easy. Who are you going with then? Well, I've asked you. Go on. I want to hear well, it's, Rob, it's Rob Ursel. It has to be. He's, our bloke's an absolute mentalist. He got the ball. He could do everything. He was tricky. He was skillful. That boy is outrageous. So you're that Rob Ursel in the Hall of Fame straight off the bat. Bosh. Um, I'm telling you, Rob Ursel was, was about very Sammy, close to being my Sammy very Hatton. first pick. Again, I thought he was good. And he played. he's, he's our, one of our top, if not our most successful in terms of appearance makers. But no, I don't think he's better than Ursel. Sammy Moore. Jake Sammy Moore, Jake, Jake Reeves. Re- not Jake Reeves. No, Sammy Moore could have been. Um, Seb he would have been a good shout. Seb Favall. Mehmet, Mehmet. Mehmet, Mehmet. He's so nice in him twice. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I'll give you, I, I like Rob Ursel. Danny well, Ballman, he would have been up Ballman. there. Uh, Chris Gell. I quite like Chris Gell, actually. Gell. I did I did quite Gell. like him. Um, I'll tell you the other one I used to really like, Gavin Bolger. Bolch, yep. Went on Ryan to be Gray. Yeah, Gray. Uh, who else did we have? Christian Jolly? Yes. Now, now he was another one, actually. I you can't have him near the Hall of Fame. Like the that. other you one, didn't I did think of him as a Hall of Fame member, did you? I, did. I thought the he was good one, for us, but not a Hall of Fame. The other one man. I was thinking about, and it's a very controversial one, but I loved him in the first spell, is Harry Pell, because I really liked him the oh, first time around. really weird, because I hated Harry Pell in the first spell. Hated him, right? And then now, in the second spell, I absolutely love him. For me, Ursel, in terms of just his Shut. sheer wizardry, I just thought Luke was Garrard? sensational. I had him more as a defender, Gerard, no, as I, a right back. For me, I'd, I'd put Sammy Hatton in the Hall of Fame. Okay. I, I, I get your Rob Ursel pick, I really do, and I kind of forgot about Rob Ursel. But yeah, Sammy Hatton, for me, I think so versatile. We had so, I think he was, I don't think he was treated overly great by the fans as well. Because he, you know what I mean. But I thought he was brilliant for us. He won Player of the Year. Uh, where is it? I've got it written down here somewhere. Yeah, he was brilliant. Uh, where is it? Uh, Sam Hatton, uh, 10, 10 to eleven, two thousand ten to two thousand eleven season. But yeah, it was class. But our Wimbledon midfielder Hall of Fame yeah. is the easiest one you're ever going to pick in your life. <sighs> we could. Do you want to go noticeable mentions first, like Michael Hughes? Well. well Michael Hughes is up there. Vinny, for me, was Vinny. massive. And I don't think we can get that. Wallop My other... Wallop, no, no, no. We can't get oh, Wallop Adib. Sausage roll, come on. Come on, Wally. Give, give us a goal. I think Ardley has to have a level Neil, of mention. Yeah, big one. So does, so does Leonardson. Leonardson, yep. And Tron Leonardson, Anderson? I think... I really rated Tron Anderson. I love Tron But is he a Hall of Famer, though? No. That's the the thing, other Ray ones, them. going a bit earlier, is um, Carlton Fairweather. Yes. Laurie Sanchez. Yes. I think those two get really... And then right at the beginning, and loads of guys loved him with Steve Galliers. My mate but Sam... Galliers is just a tiny bit too early for me. I, I, I love Steve Galliers, but his son's a prick, so... Oh, okay. The other one... Sam the Galliers. Way, Sam Galliers. I'll give a shout out to Sam Galliers. Absolute knobhead. The absolute, Worst footballer ever. The and he absolute, cries when he has a wine. Sorry, my absolute favourite player when I was younger. You may or may not remember him from Plough Lane. 
Paul McGee. No, I don't remember him. Now, Paul McGee was outrageous. Him and Paul Miller. Paul Miller scored a hat-trick against Derby at Plough Lane. But Paul, Paul McGee scored a goal at Highbury. And I remember watching it, and it's just hilarious if you get the chance to Google it. Really, really decent player. It's, this 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 conversation's a brilliant one, I think, the Hall of Fame one, because as you said, there's people that, like Jonathan, who's been sporting women, say, for, I don't, five years, something like that, he'll only have, like, his AFC Wimbledon ones, brilliant. You've got people that have been sporting women in hundred years, like Steve Galliers will be there. That's it. I want Steve Galliers. I don't care about Vinnie's. I don't the number one, we all know what that's gonna be. But do you know what I mean? And then you've got the people like me that started sporting women, say in the late eighties, nineties. So you've got the Leonardsons, Michael Hughes's, the uh no, who who else played in the midfield that we loved? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> and then you've got people like Wally Downs. Do you know what I mean? And Glenn, Glenn Hodges, that hasn't been mentioned uh, as midfielders, as wingers kind of thing, that, that they'd probably be, would they go in there as players or would they go in there as honourable mentions kind of thing because they were players, managers, assistants, done stuff for the club. It's, I, I love this conversation regarding Hall of Famers. We could probably pick five each kind of thing, but the number one Hall of Famer who we'd pick it has to be the, the Robbie L. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you um you get away from Robbie L. Best no, ever player no. we ever read. Um, in today's market, what are you having him as? The problem with with Robbie L is he doesn't really. He is quite unique. He was an old school box to box type player. Oh, but right now, he yeah he and again he wasn't technically unbelievable. But my God, the bloke could play. Oh, he was so good, man. He's so good to watch. I love watching Robbie L. Like. He's what made me fall in love with Wimbledon. The fact that we had the fashion news of Innies and all them and they didn't give a shit and we'd beat the shit out of people. But then watching technically, not so as you said, he weren't technically good, but just good foot. We had technically good footballers as well, like we said, uh, like the Michael Hughes and people like that as well. But watching Robbie all play football was just... He was, so, he was awesome. So I used to love him, him and Gail. I just love the pair of them. Yeah, but, I wouldn't um, be a fan of Robbie Earl, Robbie Earl, superb. I, I don't think anyone's even, ever even going to argue with you. No, I think they will. I think the only thing they argue about is if they would have him in their Hall of Fame over, say, a Steve Galliers and stuff like that, where they... I didn't watch Steve Galliers play. Do you know what I mean? I only know of him through Wimbledon and his, his son being a bit of a dick. But, yeah, so that's it, really, but... Yeah, Robbie Hill. Yeah, for I'll me. Knock so. him. All right. Strike who you up from. This is the one I think is going to tear people apart Wimbledon and AFC Wimbledon. Because AFC Wimbledon, you're going to have your Richard Butlers, your Kevin Coopers. We didn't uh-huh. even mention Kevin Cooper for Wimbledon as a Hall of Famer either, midfielder. The old, the nah. one. Could go a meal, though, with the red you jacket, I mean? man. Your John Maines, your Danny Kedwells. Yeah. Your they're, they're, they're all great Lyles. strikers. Joe Piggott. Richard you know, Butler, you ain't having Joe Piggott in the Hall of Fame never in a million years. Well, yeah, but you you can't you can't talk Jack, about Richard Butler and not talk about Joe Joe Piggott. You can't talk about Jack Midson if you don't talk about Joe Piggott. I'm, I'm not having him in the Hall of Fame, but no, who, but you who, can't you can't pick you can't talk about other who's your AFC Wimbledon Hall well, of Fame. It's it's right. Lyle Taylor. No, no chance. That's, what up front? That's wrong. It's oh, not who's the best. Be it's Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Lyle Taylor. Right. Okay. Scored the scored the winner against the Scum. Scored the winner in the playoff final. Led the literally let, kept let us up in League for One nothing. for. A, yeah, but that's the yeah, but so did many, so did many. So I'm going to say Lyle Taylor and Kevin Cooper. Yes, he scored bang loads of goals, but he played in the in a division three below him. Um, and for me, I can't quite. 
get my head around giving it to Cooper over Lyle Taylor, who literally dragged us and kept no, us up. Not having it. Not having it. You, you don't have to keep. I wasn't, I'm not asking you, Rabbit. Who are you picking? Kevin Cooper? No, no, no. Not in a minute. Oh, fine. Who are you picking then? I, I was torn this one. Okay. Danny Kidwell. Right. Because you love him. Yeah. And... I think he's amazing. Again, he's my boy is named after him. And John Main. And I, I, I can put, entertain a conversation about one, John Main. I love Kedwell, but the problem I have with it is the way he left as well. Is that he? I know he went to his boyhood club, Gillingham, but it's the way he was with Arsenal and Bosch. He just that's it. He's gone, and it was the way he left. Same as Lyle, really. Uh, but I think I'd I'd stick John Main straight in our Hall of Fame. At the time, we paid a fee for him at Tunbridge. He came in and he was just immense at that non-league level. Just unbelievable goal scorer. Do you know what I mean? He gets it, he loves it. And, uh, John Main, yeah, I, I, as I said, I, I would be open to a conversation about our best goal scorer between Lark Taylor and John Main. I don't think I could have it with Kebwell. I love Kebwell. I think he was awesome, but I can't put him. I think just for the goal scoring thing, it's Lyle Taylor, it's, Jack, it's John Main, it's Kevin Cooper are one little step above Kebwell in terms of forwards at Wimbledon, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm having John Main in there over Lyle. I don't. Lyle's good. Lyle will get in there one day, but yeah, it's, it's too soon for me to put him in there. And John Main was an absolute legend, and what he did for Wimbledon was unreal. I'm uh, not going to argue with that. So, your, forwards for Wimbledon. Your Wimbledon one. It's tough. So, one. Uh, it is a tough one. So, you've obviously got people like um, Dean Holdsworth. Dean, you know, I, I don't think he gets in just John Artson. John, no, nah, nowhere near it. Um, you've got people obviously like Gary Blissett. Jason Yule was was mm. I was toying with Jason Yule because of the the fact that he played for us when he was younger, but I kind of wasn't sure he kind of drifted a bit deeper, so I wasn't sure if he was going to be my um my out and out forward, um so I was kind of umming and on about him. Um, I've gone Marcus for Fashionu, John Fashionu. Yeah, I just Are you not looking um, at the 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 bribing again? No, I'm not. No, I'm going solely on the impact. I mean. John Fashionu and Vinnie Jones basically defined the reasons why many people supported our football club, and they were the 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 fundamental factors about how strong we were mentally. And I just feel like, although he's a bit of a lunatic, and I just I, I, I John Fashionu basically defined our entire football club, in my opinion. Um, so I, I, I'm struggling to get away from John Fashionu. Um, yeah, uh, again, we've been blessed with some good forwards. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we've had top, top, top forwards in the when, when we was in the in the Premier League. But I feel like Dean Holdsworth was a good forward, but not a top ten forward in terms of, for me, in terms of no one in the top ten when he left, he went. Did he go Coventry or Bolton? Wasn't that bothered about yeah, him in terms of? I, I liked him. Dean Holdsworth was not. He wasn't bracket, like an Ian Wright or a, a York he, or Cole at the time. Or but even if you look at it from but, position, right? If you look to that team, who in their position was better, Earl or Holdsworth? It's Earl. Perry or Holdsworth? It's Perry. Sullivan or Holdsworth? It's Sullivan for me. I felt that of the of all those areas, I felt that Holdsworth was probably he had that one season where he went absolutely potty, but I I just don't quite feel like he was. The top top table. What about Efe so, Cuckoo, the chief? He is a very good shout, but again, I felt with a cuckoo, he 
was a little bit hit and miss, and he didn't score enough goals. In yeah, my see, opinion, I, I, I agree with you. I Liked him that, though. The, the 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 stuff with the football fixing and stuff like that kind of leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth with regards yeah. to Fash. But I think you're right. When I started watching Wimbledon, he was the forefront of everything that we did. The smashing of people. He talks absolute bullshit and absolute nonsense. But what a striker he was. He scored goals. He'd rough up people. You know what I mean? Remember we, we had the conversation with Andy last week regarding Wimbledon being in Europe. I think them them boys we just mentioned, I think Fash would have thrived on that, going out to yeah. Milan and Madrid and stuff. And yeah, I can't see past him. I'm, I was looking at other players, but I, there was, as you said, there's not many strikers where you think actually, yeah, Cole Court maybe one. Do you know what I mean? Alan Cole Cork. Cork. My dad would have said Alan Cork. I think there's going to be a few people that the older Wimbledon fans here will be going, yeah, Alan Cork. Do you know what I mean? Because, but I didn't get I just, to watch I, him play, unfortunately. Yeah, so and and the thing for me is I didn't watch time. him. I didn't watch much of him, but he wasn't. He, he played in all, obviously all four divisions and came up. But I don't. I didn't. I don't think he's as devastating a forward as Fashioner, and I don't think he is. I, I think he, he's an honourable mention rather than a, a pick. He'll he'll I, get in it, no doubt, but not above Fashioner. I, I've done this. I've just written. I've written mine down, uh, just off off my head and stuff like that. And well, you know, we we forgot. We've we've done our team now. We've got our sub to come. I don't know. Yeah. If you, but goalkeeper, I've done my sub. Yeah. I I didn't see him as a goalkeeper, but it's sticky guy. We didn't even. Well, we didn't see him play. So. I didn't see him play, but he he would be. He's the president of AFC Wimbledon. Again, there'll be people shouting "dicky guy" all day long to get in. And, yeah, they well, like I said, the, and the, it's the good thing... that he's now well and. Yes, absolutely brilliant. And I'm I'm pretty sure actually I saw his daughter. I was in Primark, and I had my little girl Dolly at the at the checkout. And I turned around and we were uh, you know just passing the time whatever, and she was playing silly buggers with Dolly. Just... I, was, I was like, is that her? I'm not sure, but lovely. Yeah, I'm really striker pleased wise, Gary Blissett. Having Gary Blissett in there. I'm having Gary Blissett along. If if you're having Gary Blissett, I'm having Aiden Newhouse. But there's another uh, defender. I've just literally just got, got, I totally forgot about as well. Gary Elkins, number one. Do you remember Gary Elkins? If you could put Gary Elkins in, you might as well put Scott Fitzgerald. And if you put in Scott Fitzgerald, <laughs> you might put Alan Reeves, and then we go down that road. Yeah, oh, mate, I tell you, I tell you, the real actually one that we've missed out is Warren Barton. Peter Fear, Warren Barton could go fuck himself. Wow. And John Scales, by the way. We haven't spoken about John Scales, I like. Yeah, John Scales, we knew him. And Rob Gear didn't mention him. No, Uh, or Chris Wilmot or Peter Hawkins. But but I don't like the fact that... Who did you just say? I forget his name. Uh, Warren Barton. He sees himself more as a Newcastle fan. All he does is go on on Twitter about Newcastle. It's like, remember where you started, yeah? He does my head in. Terry Gibson. Didn't mention Terry Gibson. No, I didn't see much of him. But who's right. who's your of all of these players then? Before we go into the manager, who was your sub? Who would I have? A, I think it'd be Michael Hughes. That's exactly who I've written down. On really? Paper. Yep, I've got yeah. Michael Hughes because I thought he was that good. Yes, when he signed, I was absolutely buzzing when he signed. I remember speaking to Sam a man at a game, going when he was walking around, and we it was like January transfer window. I think one point six million. We got and I said to him, oh, "We signed Michael Hughes," and he said, "Don't worry, son." He put his hands in his head. You know when he used to fucking think you all his kids? Stupid yeah. prick he was as well. And he started going, don't worry, Sam. We'll we'll be doing business. And then, yeah, we signed him. He was, he, for me, he had a, he had like a a period, like a season or so before he went off to Birmingham. Was he going to Palace? I can't remember which one. He, he went to Birmingham and went to Palace. But he was sensational. And who's your sub for Wimbledon? 
AFC Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon. Yeah. Probably probably Barry Fuller. Oh, this is a wind up. That's, <laughs> exactly who that's who I've got. Literally who I've got is Barry Fuller. I thought yeah. of all the of all the guys for the team, um, from a from the way that he went about it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think it was a toss-up really with him. I was kind of looking at who am I going to pick, and I was like, do you know what? It was either Barry Fuller or Nathan Elder. So I've, <laughs> I've, I've gone for, I've gone for, I've gone for Barry Fuller. No, I, I just think I, his time probably came a bit too. We should have probably kept him on. I was one of the fans saying he was too old at the time as well. But yeah. for the service that he did give us, he gave a hundred percent. Every I think every club. That he's probably played for can say the same. Yeah, I think he has to. Be, I think he'll go in there one day, and yeah, he'll be a uh, he'll be in that Hall of Fame anyway one day. But yeah, manager wise, who are we going manage? Go with Wimbledon FC first. That's got to be joking here. Joe, big Joe for me as well. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know how it could be anyone else. Well, really. I don't it's even such think a it shame. What, such a shame what happened to Joe as well because it is. But he was at the same time there. his race was run. I think, and yeah, but he was up the, there at the time with the. The Alex Ferguson's and the Fingers. I mean, we were going up to Old Trafford's and beating them. Oh, he was amazing. He was he was amazing. But he he would have. I felt like at the time, obviously he had the heart problem, which is fine. But I do feel like he would have got another gig. And I felt at the time we were ready for a new. We needed to reinvent ourselves in the Premier League. And I felt actually at the time, Edgar Olsen was a great appointment. It turned out to be the end of the the start (laughs) of the end. And I still think that had that season not happened and we stayed up. You know, we that this whole stuff doesn't happen. Personally, I still think it, I don't think it would have happened. Um, but there we are. Um, and we, AFC. I sorry, I've got to just say I love Joe. There was one time at Villa when I think we booed off the 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 team at half time against Villa, and he was fuming about it. And then we came out and absolutely smashed Villa to bits. And then he come past doing the three points in his pocket. And going, that's all that matters is the three points and then going mental with us. But yeah, I loved him. Uh, this is a hit hard one for me, the AFC Wimbledon one. Okay. Because we've had, I, I love Dave Anderson. Yep. You know I mean, he's come on the pod when we first started. He's really good lad. Love him to bits. He's up there. Uh, Terry Eames, Nicky English when we first started. Neil Wardley we've had. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I think Hall of Famer has to be Terry, Terry Brown. Brown. Yeah. We're agreeing too much on this, Dan. I'll be interested to see how many others do, but yeah, I don't. I don't think you can go too much past Terry Brown. Um, and, what about uh, I, I... what he did for the Great Escape, Wally Downs? It's a shame that it ended how it ended, and I'd love to have seen how we would have done and how we would have got on with Wally at the helm after. No, nah, we were done. Yeah, do you reckon? Well, our form was so poor when he left. We were looking for a way out, and he gave it to us. Um, and I think, I think he, he, the the great escape was stunning, and he got exactly what he wanted, and he was a phenomenal. That achievement on its own deserves serious kudos. But I think from a a, a squad, a, a team performance, I think we were done after that. So I, I think he gets a he gets a nod, and one of those guys who kind of drifted into both camps in AFC Wimbledon and Wimbledon. Um, but no, um, uh, for me, it's a Terry Brown. It's an absolute no-brainer. Yep. And special mention. It could be any, any, anyone at the club or anything. Any person of the at the club. Any person. Yeah. Anyone. Either Heller. Yeah. Yeah. Not that. Or Eric Samuelson, one of the two. Not even even. But... Off the of, off the pitch. Keep away from the pitch. Someone completely random. Or or Lee Finch for the podcast. <laughs> I, I uh, think mine mine would have been someone like Jeremy Sawyer. What he did 
Robbo gets the plaudits for what the youth team is now and stuff, but Jeremy was there at the time and started it as well with him. Um, and you think the youth players that we've got now coming through our ranks, people like Mikey T that have not missed games for years. That's stunning. Um, yeah, like I'm not that at all. Dennis Lowndes, like, who, who unfortunately passed away recently. Yeah. You know I mean, who, who gave their time and, and everything for the club and... Do you know what I mean, the, the problem this one, the special mention one, is there's so many people that you can meet, like the volunteers. There's people who've been volunteering since since day one. We we speak to Matt from the club shop, does a wonderful job. Do you know what I mean? People like him, who you could be putting in. I get your Irish shout as well. People that have literally given up stuff and lost stuff for this football club to make sure that we are where we are. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I no I. Yeah, I think Jeremy Sawyer for me though would be up there. Robbo, you could even say yeah. what the youth team are doing. But yeah, I, I think it's a fascinating conversation regarding the Hall of Fame because send over see, your ideas, guys. Who, I think, we, have we got it wrong? There will be people agreeing with what we said, but there will also be people like we've missed out a couple here and there. But we've only picked up one. We could pick a eleven. Do you know what I mean? Hall of Famers. We could pick probably loads. But for each position, I think. People won't be far off, but there will be people that go, actually, Sam Gallagher is the man. Uh, Sam Gallagher is not Sam Gallagher. Steve Gallagher, sorry. Sam Gallagher is a prick. Uh, but, yeah, I think manager-wise, it's a tough one. We haven't had too many at ASC Wimbledon, but, yeah, I think Terry Brown. Yeah, and I think there'll be a lot. Yeah, so let, let's hear your Hall of Famers in each position. We'll put out a little uh, tweet once this comes out. And, uh, yeah, give us your Hall of Famers. And hopefully, I think it's a brilliant thing, Dan. I think we should have done it years ago, the Hall of Fame. I agree. I, I, I still think I still think we should be inviting. Now COVID's finished and all that. Hopefully, we can start inviting the squads down. Mickey Aswells and the, the, do you know what I mean, saying to him, bring ten of you all coming down, go on that pitch and get the plaudits that you deserve for what you did for our club going through the years. Do you know what I mean? I, I, because think, I think it will happen. I, hopefully, because I think like it needs to happen and stuff like that because. Yeah, there was some great memories going through the CCL, going over to the Isle of Wight to watch a game on a Tuesday night. Do you know what I mean? Just mad times that I never want to go back to. But when you look back and think, I was watching women play Debenhams and Westfields and stuff like that, and they were playing against the big boys in League League One and Two. Do you know what I mean? So mad times. Right. Should we move on and discuss, again, a big game on Saturday against Leighton Orient? The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back for the final part of the episode tonight, which is the uh, preview of Leighton Orient. Uh, Danny, have you managed to get yourself a ticket? Are you going to go? No, or are you just no, start watching? no. I've, I've been. I, I won't lie to you. I kind of. I couldn't really believe, and I'm. I'm a little. I'm not going to kick the kick the dummy out here, but I'm a little bit frustrated about. I've got like a season ticket and a debenture <laughs> and I couldn't get a ticket. And I don't even remember even being having a, a window where it was like, Oh, by the way, this it is, wasn't. this is your window. Am I wrong? They there? Could, there were seven days. I, I had seven days to get a ticket, right? They, they went on sale and they yep. said it on sale. I've got a big problem. We've said communication is really poor at Wimbledon and I still believe it is the case. What is the harm of saying, Leighton Orient selling amazingly well. We've sold a thousand already. Get in quick before you sell, right? Yeah. Other clubs do it. I looked on Twitter the other day. Carlisle, Bradford, all of them were selling out, and they put a post out saying selling out. Get your tickets fast. Leighton Orient have been doing it all the time, trying to get their last few seats at home. 
I think the club could have done something like that. It's it might, I missed my I I could have bought a ticket, but I was like, I'll wait till the end of the week and I'm going to buy it then because I don't think we'll sell out. And we did. I haven't got a season ticket. I didn't get. I've managed to get myself a ticket now, uh, thanks to a, a good Samaritan and a good Wimbledon fan. But yeah, I think season ticket. I season ticket holders should have been first. But what do we do, Dan, going forward with this? Is that we are getting bigger crowds at home now. Places like Orient are on the doorstep, so you only have to get a tube up there. Do we? What do we do? Is it season ticket holders first? Is it? Do you, if you like, there's people that have gone to Hartlepool, Salford, travelled all across the country, went to Newport, even though it was rained off, that could not get a ticket for Orient away. Where does it? What do we do? I, for what it's worth, I feel like if you're a season ticket holder and you've got a a adventure. I felt that they're the ones who get the first dibs always because they've basically put a lot of money into the club to support it. And then after that, you open the market. So if I've missed that window, then that's my fault and I take full responsibility for that. I just don't remember getting any emails to go, oh, by the way, Leighton Orient's coming. But I'm I'm glad that we're selling out away ends. I can't believe we might even get to the point where it's an away game and we might have a ticket tout somewhere near Leighton Orient. <laughs> that is stunning. Um, and a reflection of... I feel like as a as a fan space and as a club that we're growing. I mean, like I, I go to the matches now and I see regularly see boys who go to my school going and watch Wimbledon, yeah. and they are they're not Wimbledon fans. So that that is it's lovely that they're going to watch the game, but it's a bit weird that they're not really Wimbledon supporters. Yeah, so it's no, kind of that balance, I suppose. I, I had this conversation with my son the other day about when I used to go watch when I started watching Wimbledon away, I'd go out to Grimsby and there'd be a hundred people there. I went to West Ham once when we couldn't even sell out West Ham and there was only about 500 people. Do you know what I mean? In the 1500, they give us 1500. We could only sell. I think I went up to Arsenal on a Tuesday night once when we lost five nil and we couldn't fill it up. Uh, and now we're going up to Hartlepool with 500, 800. Do you know what I mean? We're filling out stadiums and stands all over the place, which is brilliant, but the club have to do better for the people, as you said, who are putting harder money in and we'll go every away game. As I said, there's people that have been pretty pretty much every away game this year that's missed out on Orient because the club has just gone Orient's on sale. There you go, Bosch. It's yeah. incredible. And I, I mean, don't I don't think that's yeah. right. As I said, I'm not a Cincy Golden. I could have got five tickets for that game easy. Do you know what I mean? I stupidly thought, oh no, we won't sell out. I'll wait a couple more days. Do you know what I mean? And didn't. Uh, lucky enough, I have got a ticket now. Uh, but yeah, it's just I think Cincy tickets first. Debentures, uh, yep. And, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it has to happen. And, and as I said, the communication with the club has to be better. Apparently, there more tickets went on sale the other day, but no one knew. Someone tweeted about. It. I don't know if they did or not. But do you know what I mean? It went off the website, then went back on again. All you have to do is put a message out saying we've sold a thousand. Be quick before it sells out. Do you know what I mean? And that would have got people in gear. But yeah, yeah. what do you reckon we're going to start with? Oh, I've been thinking about this today. And I don't know if I'm really honest with you. So I think the back four now Curry's. I think Curry will go back. So it'll be Curry. I think it'll be the same fat back four as usual. Um, I think they'll go Woodyard and Little as the two. I think Al Hamadi's got to play. I think Chislett's got to play. Hell and Davison. So I think it's almost exactly the same team as before. Areas of of I think the war ground in terms of selection is going to be Al Hamadi and Jayasimi. I think that's one battleground that's potentially going to kick off, which is good. Um, I think, yeah, I think they'll go with this at the same one. But it's a big three games. We've got us, we've got what's it? We've got Leighton Orient, Carlisle, 
Carlisle, Northampton, Northampton, is that right? Yeah. So that's a big, this is a challenging three games. Um, And if we get out, I mean, Leighton Orient's home form as well, in particular, has been excellent. So... Pretty, they're on pretty a bit difficult. of a slump, though, Lauren. They are, and, and I don't not, think they've done really much business at home, either. though. No, but not at home. Away, away, they struggled. Um, so I'm, I'm going there optimistic, think, thinking that we could get something out of it. But I feel that one of our the biggest challenge we're going to have coming up is being able to score some goals. So I feel like if we're not really going to be able to score a huge, many more than one in a game, and I think this is a game we're going to need to score more than one to win. So I'm going to be, I'm going to actually go with a defeat, if I'm honest. And I'm being honest, not because I want it to happen. I just feel like Leighton Orient at home are going to be really good. I think we're going to defend well, but I think they'll create a chance. And I don't know whether we're going to be able to be in enough attacking positions to capitalise. But I think it'll be an honourable, let's go 1-0, 1-0 to them. But I wouldn't, I'd, I'd, love a, I'd love to get something out of the game. So I, I think we're going to go four the back. Curry, Pierce, Canabay, uh and Biller. Biller. I think we'll go two in midfield, Woodyard and Little. I think we'll go then. The three will be uh, Yasumimi, uh, Pell and <laughs> and uh, Chiz. El Hamadi. Uh, so you're, you're swapping El Hamadi for, Ch- for Yasumimi. Yep, and I think okay. he'll go Davison up front, and then I think the bench is going to be very strong then. Yeah. I think we're going to go there. I think we're going to cause some issues with our pace, power. They're not going to be able to live with us. 1,500 Wimbledon fans all singing, all going mad. Hopefully. Oh, it sounds a bosh. Unreserved seating, hopefully, as well, people. Uh, let's enjoy it. Let's, I've, I've seen this quite a lot on Facebook. The old day trippers have all got the tickets. Well, that ain't going to be the case. It's going to be people having it right off. A bosh, 2 1 Wimbledon win. I was hoping to go Dino's Cafe beforehand, but it's not open on Saturdays. God. Is it not? No, I was going to get myself a chicken madras at seven in the morning with a. I'll pass three in the afternoon. I'll pass three in the morning. What did you have for breakfast? Some oh, roast dinner. What? Chicken, chicken madras with some of them sliced uh, chips. But uh, yeah, Dino's Cafe. But yeah, I'm going to go out there early, get breakfast uptown. Might even treat myself to a bit of duck and waffle or something. You know what I mean? Mrs. has let me out for the day, so yeah, I'm going to be up early, bit of breakfast. Do a few pubs, then nick three points off or in and go home again. And I'm going to sing my favourite chant, which you is You better not. You're too poor to watch West Ham. So mm, that's lovely from you. I love that. But yeah, 2 1 win, mate. I don't back against our boys. <laughs> no, not no, not at the moment, no. No. But it's going to be an interesting time. We've got, we've got, we're going to have a lot of rearranged games coming up. We've got a midweek trip, Walsall home. We're going to have. Um, Newport away. Newport away, plus whatever else we've got. Also, a lot of teams we're playing have done Stevenage, some... Stevenage at home away. is on, it's no, Tuesday away. the 28th. It, yeah, a lot of teams have done business as well. So we've still got to play like the Gillingham away. Do you know what I mean? They've done business. Hartlepool done a bit of business. We've got to play them. Carlisle are flying and we've got to play them. Northampton's always tough to go to. Valentine's, are you taking the miss up to Northampton? Bit of TGI Fridays? She can't wait. Yeah, I'll join you. I think if women just book out TGI Fridays, we could have all all our missus is in there. No, uh, Hannah said she wants to go to that to the cinema next door. You know, TGI's oh, yeah. cinema, and then to the football, to the football, yeah. pick a mix, Bosch, lovely, right? But yeah, two one women Saturday against Orient. Uh, that's it. Yeah, love it. What that's what it. what what an episode! It's, I feel like this is we've gone on on a. On an odyssey of Wimbledon chat today, this is probably enough for four episodes. 
Yeah. So apologies uh, for those who, who, you know, have got limited time to listen to us. But, you know, we don't care. We yeah. are Wombles. We're Barmy. We're joking as Army. We're, uh, that's why we're the number one unofficial AFC Wimbledon podcast mm-hmm. on the market. And we're spon- we've got a sponsor, which is Seasons a Master. music sort of festival down in the South Coast. And, yeah, well, thank you to our, our, our sponsor, Seasons Master. You can get them on Seasons Master. Uh, give them a call. We put them out all over our socials on our, our, our graphics. Uh, yeah, they do, uh, what is it, bifold doors and... Uh, they do all grazing. sorts. Secretary Gazing, Bifold Doors, Gary Fletcher and the boys down there. Good lads, good Wimbledon fans. Yeah, we'll see you on... I'll see you on Saturday, Dan. Be there or be square. Not, not if I'll see you first. Come on, you dunce. Oh, and Bruce. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.